Part of the song has just been stuck in my head for almost two weeks now. Is that how long the album has been out? Oh my goodness. It feels like it just came out like yesterday. Oh, and then she's about to drop on a... Oh, I'm not ready. My pockets aren't ready. That's who's not re- ready for real. Um. Anyway, guys, welcome back to A Penny for Your Thoughts. I just said a penny, a penny for your thoughts. I'm Penny. I'm here to give you my thoughts. Um, yeah, what's up with beach towns? Um, I just came from one over the weekend. I, I stayed in Cape May, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, I know. But it, it, like Cape May itself... I don't I don't know how to explain because uh, there's just so many parts of it. They have like different bar, bar boroughs bar bar boroughs bur boroughs. There we go. Hmm. They have different boroughs out there, which is kind of weird that they got hoods out there. Whatever. Um, but it's a little cute, quaint little beach town. Whatever. Um, you know it's like Victorian type homes everywhere uh well in the places that matter shall I say (laughs) and um the reason why I say what's up with it is because my sister my mom and I we did one of those like trolley tours and as the tour guide is giving us a history of the town he was like yeah you know the people built the homes and they kept sinking and they kept rebuilding and I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking to myself like if the homes keep sinking because the integrity of the ground is not that good um why do y'all keep saying here <laughs> um yeah why do they keep staying there Uh, I really don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, Primarily because I have um, a not-so-irrational fear. Um, And it's not-so-irrational because scientists are getting arrested for bringing this up. Yeah, I've had multiple nightmares where I went on, like, vacation and I came back home. And the whole town was, like, flooded. And this isn't anything that is, like, completely, you know, um, implausible. Because there have been many a time when I have gone to our our version of downtown. You know, in, in small towns like ours, which, okay, they call it a city of Dover. But Dover is not a city, it's a town. 
Anyway, our downtown is, you know, those, like, cobblestone streets and stuff like that. Um, anyway, when it rains really bad, or when we have a hurricane or something, typhoon, uh, nor'easter, um, our downtown basically goes underwater. I remember one year during high school, um, it got so bad that all the cars in our local hospital that were in the first floor level of the garage, the parking garage, they were all underwater. And so I don't really, I don't want to call it an irrational fear, but because, you know, it's very possible that it could happen within this lifetime. But, um, okay, now I'm starting to get, I'm starting to panic a little bit, which also kind of reminds me. So seventh grade, we read this book, which is kind of a series of books. I forget if I recall, I forget what the title was, but basically the plot of the book, if I'm not mistaken, was that the moon was getting closer to the earth um like the gravitational pull between the two was increasing and so because the moon was getting closer a lot of natural disasters were happening including tsunamis because you know the moon affects the tide um and so when that happened the book is it's just one of those like a post-apocalyptic um, societies, uh, between these two teenagers, so it's kind of like a divergent type of situation. I've, I've, I've never read or watched Divergent. I, I, Divergent, is that, is that how you say it? Either way, I've never done, I, I've never really gotten into any of that stuff. Um, in fact, I only watched Hunger Games and, uh, was the other one? <laughs> I don't want to say Catcher of the Rye. <laughs> Yo, what is it? Is to kill a mockingbird? <laughs> no. Catching, catch, catching fire. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, um, yeah, I only read, no, 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 sorry, I only watched those two movies, I didn't even read the books, and you know how everybody's always like, oh, the, the books are so much better, um, yeah, I realized I don't care, I don't really care about whole entire accuracy from book to movie, because the movie is, and whoa, you know, I, I might I might get, you know, a little fried for this, but it's a fancy word that starts with A, ends with N. It's called adaptation. I don't know about y'all. I learned that an adaption adaptation or to adapt is to change. So yeah, is the movie inaccurate? Absolutely. But they made those changes so that it could sell. Because let's be honest, if a lot of the movies that were from based on books remained completely accurate, 
Well, one, why would anybody continue buying the Bucks? I could just watch the movie. <laughs> two, if we were really worried about accuracy between book and movie, movies would be like six hours long. And because let me tell you something translating a thousand pages of Harry Potter into one singular sitable film, it's it's not happening, okay? We'd probably be, be stretching into the Bollywood, Bollywood movie length movies, Nollywood length movies. And they're already long as they are, as it is, you know? Um, the only movies that I care for to be accurate are historical movies, um, particularly if the history is involving Negroes. Otherwise, I don't really care. I just came to watch the movie because the trailer looked interesting. You, you managed to market the movie to me and managed to pique my interest enough for me to buy to purchase a ticket and sit my fat ass down and watch a movie in public during a Panasonic. Don't piss me off by trying to be accurate. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Um, I will. I I and I lied once again. One movie that I do wish was accurate though was um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Because I definitely feel like that movie um, polluted kind of like sex culture, you know, especially BDSM. Because what was in the movie is not accurate at all. Um, and stuff like that is definitely dangerous in the grand scheme of things. Because, first of all, I remember I watched it in the theaters and it was that scene when she went to Atlanta to visit her mom, her parents, whatever. And then she gets her, she gets there and he meets her he meets her there and I was everybody was like, "Huh?" And I'm <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys know that video of Whitney Houston every like she's in the crowd. It's obviously an award show, and people are clapping, and she's looking back like, what? Am I the only one who sees this? That was me in the movie theater. Because why are you guys on stalker behavior? Like, let's unpack it. If he had a baseball cap and a zip-up jacket, he'd be Joe from you. But because he he got money, and he he took his private jet from was it Seattle to Atlanta to go get the love of his life is romantic. Are you, are are you are are you are you serious right now? Like you you can't be serious right now. Like seriously, you cannot be serious right now. And that's honestly, that's been my biggest beef with um, a lot of these movies. Like, I watched Nymphomaniac, right? And even as a non-Nymphomaniac, um, that's, yeah, I'm a non-Nymphomaniac. <laughs> 
I didn't mean to pause. Ah, I didn't mean to pause. Um, but even as a non-nymphomaniac, what was being portrayed of, um, of the the uh, addiction, even to me not knowing much about it, it just the movie it just felt like it was kind of sensationalizing it. Um, I feel like it was just, uh, an opportunity for the, you know, director and the producers to, like, basically, like, produce softcore porn, which, um, some scenes were not soft in, 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 (laughs) in the least, (laughs) um, even me, myself, being as grown as I am, I could not believe that I was watching that on Netflix. I literally could not believe that I was watching that on Netflix. Um, yes, yes, you see everything. You see everything. Um, and by everything, I mean you see it going into it and then coming back out and then going back in. Yeah, it was that intense. I was like, whoa. Whoa, okay. But it was this one scene. And if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry for spoiling it. The movie's been out for like a decade. Get over yourself. Anyway, so the movie follows this woman who basically grows up being neglected by her parents. And as a way of coping, she... um basically does gets a lot of lovers starting from young but it ends up kind of in not kind of but it ends up developing into an addiction hence the name of the title of the movie nymphomaniac um and so in the movie um she you you see her in her like her life um, starting with, like, when she first starts having sex, and then when she gets into a relationship, and, um, when her parents split up, and then her dad gets sick, and he dies, and, um, so you kind of just see, like, the progression of the addiction, but the way it, it was, like I said, the way it was portrayed in the movie, it just didn't seem like, accurate it seemed just like oh she's um she's just having you know she's a cute young you know beautiful girl whatever you know who enjoys having sex a lot uh and it's like eh, no um this is actually quite debilitating just as any other addiction um and I guess they kind of tried to show some of it um, as well, but again, it was just heavily sexualized the entire movie, and so it kind of just didn't feel like it was one of those, like, like, it's not supposed to be something that's, like, information, informative, informational, but at the same time, like, if, if you want to put porn on my television, you can teach me a little bit about it, you know what I'm saying, but this was all to say, there's this one scene, well, there is this one part of the plot when she goes to 
um, one of those like dom doms guys and um she's kind of at the end of her rope and she's at the height of her addiction and she no longer um feels uh sen sense she did no longer feel sensations clitorally right and she can't reach orgasm anymore and so he goes she goes to this guy and he ties her to a bed no no a couch and he begins essentially just beating her um with her consent of course um and then at the end he checks to see if she's aroused and she's not and so he's like okay yeah no um if you're not gonna take this seriously then get out and she's like, no, 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 please, please, I can, I can, I can do it, just, I just need to come back, and, and I was like, what is going on, and th this kind of went on, I think, for, like, a while, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering the movie correctly, and I was just like, what? Like, I understand shame, and I understand that some people, not all, not even most, but some. Some people have it. But maybe I'm just different. If I was a sex addict, I think that I would probably try to get medical help first. Um, especially if I was no longer feeling aroused and stuff like that. Uh, but then again, you know, I've also been, like, really into true crime since I was younger, and I've heard the absolute craziest stuff, you know, like, people who become desensitized to porn, and the type of porn they watch just progressively gets just more dark. I, I don't know how else to explain, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were to, like see their history like without even watching anything just reading it would probably send you into shock alone um and I'm not gonna lie that is scary it's not just scary to me that there are people watching this um it's equally if not more scary that they are like actively people who are actively producing this type of content you know you know what I'm saying um I remember there's also this, wow I should have definitely put a trigger warning to this beforehand my bad y'all um but no yes yeah, sex is very it's very interesting you know um and I I think that's one of the problems about the the show, not the show, the movie, Nymphomaniac, um, it's like, there's so many nuances to, um, sex and addiction and sex addiction, and I feel like the movie kind of just tried to make it so black and white, you know, um, uh, because, Not every time does an addiction 
consume your life negative like does that make sense like there's some people who are addicted to substances but on the outside like superficially they're leading great lives these people include your doctors your lawyers (laughs) policemen i mean truly i have heard of doctor surgeons being high off of opioids while they have patients under the knife. Is that not scary? I mean, what's scarier though? A high doctor or one who's going through withdrawal? Honestly, I'd pump him with the drugs myself if it really came down to that. Because don't try to put me under when you should be the one who's under. You know what I'm saying? If you need a little perk or two to get a little perked, to get a little perk, you know, perked up, you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd rather that than, you know, you try to act like, oh, suddenly you got morals or whatever. And now you 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 wanna do my surgery sober, and your your hands are shaking and 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 buckling and 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 trembling, like what? Now you got a giant incision down the middle of my torso that looked like one of those funky scissors. Cause you cause you wanna act brand new, and decide that today is the day that you quit taking perks. Dude, if you don't stop playing and go to the cabinet right now, pop one of them and stop playing around. Like, for real. For real. Um, before anybody asks, I personally have not heard of pilots flying under the influence. However, comma... I did see an article or watch a video or see an article online that had a video. I forget. A pilot. I forget which airline. He. Oh, wow. Someone's over here disrespecting me and taking a shower very loud while I'm recording. Whatever. Um, he was what we call deadheading. No, no, no. Sorry. He was, he was on, he was on the clock, yo. He was on the clock, and he was about to go through TSA, and I think either he forgot or he realized that um, he had a bottle of open vodka in his carry-on, and he um, smelled of alcohol. Either way, he was moving very sus. And he turned around before he got to the TSA line. Went to the bathroom, threw away the bottle, went back. They still were whoop whoop. They still pulled him aside, made him take a breathalyzer. Buddy was drunk. Buddy was also trying to fly hundreds of people. He was trying to launch hundreds of people into the sky full 
on drunk. That. <laughs> so, I mean, could the stuff in flight happen? Um, not flying a plane upside down, no. But could you have a pilot that's under the influence? Yeah. But the one thing that, you know, I, me personally, I think uh, that, how should I say, it provides solace is that most planes nowadays fly themselves from takeoff to landing. Now, is that an excuse? <laughs> Absolutely not. You should not have anyone with that much responsibility under the influence at any point, any given time, um, with passengers around or any or just any heavy machinery. Uh, so, you know, it it. I don't want to say it is what it is. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so over the weekend, excuse me. While I was um, driving, I saw. <coughs> Jesus, sorry. I saw a sign right outside of a church. And it said ATM inside. And I said, what? And I looked a bit further. And it was an acronym. Um, let me see. Let me see what the... Because I, I don't even remember what the acronym was. But it just pissed me off. Because what? Accept truth acceptance truth and mercy inside inside because you have to go inside to find the atm the acceptance the truth the mercy mm -hmm. whatever that means i don't know here's here's why it pissed me off it pissed me off because it's very on brand for christians you know what i'm saying like y'all not even trying to hide what you guys are like what your purpose and, and what your intentions are you know cause even if it was time supposed to be some type of attention grabber or something like that you could have used any other acronym any other acronym you could have used thought you know truth Holiness, ord ordinance, uh, that, truth, holiness, ordinance, tr tranquility. You know what I'm saying? Trinity. Hello. But you chose to use ATM? Hmm? Why couldn't you have used YOLO? Yeshua. Opulence. Lord. Overall. <laughs> Inside. Why why I have to be ATM? Like, if I was, uh, you know, let's say, I don't know how to explain. I don't I don't wanna. How do I describe myself? Cause I am a sinner. But let's say I was 
even more of a sinner. <laughs> Let's say I wasn't a Christian. That's what I'm trying to say. Didn't go to church. Didn't know nothing about the Lord. Didn't know nothing about Jesus. You know, I'm feeling a little whoop-de-wop. You know, stuff ain't been going right. And I've been looking for a bit of fulfillment. You know, the, the drugs ain't doing it. Liquor ain't doing it. You know, I try to I, I try to sleep it away. I try to eat it away. N- none of that worked. If I drove by your church and I saw a sign that said ATM inside, you know what? Now that I think about it, that would do it for me. Because it would give me enough rage. Enough rage to fuel me. To make sure that those pastors... <laughs> I don't even want to say what I want to say. AT, okay, let me let me let me just move on. Let me just move on. I'm I'm moving on. I'm moving on right now. Can you tell I'm moving on? I moved on. I've moved on. Yeah, no, I I no, no I haven't. Yes I have. Yes I have. Yes I have. Um I wanted to talk about something else and I totally forgot as usual. Huh. Also, I had a lot of dairy today. So if you hear some extra um so, you know, not side effects, sound effects in the background. Um don't worry about it. <laughs> I am two weeks, um, it, well, you see, this is, this is my problem. I'm in school, but I cannot use proper English. I am two weeks away from the end of this block. Well, actually, this full semester. And I can't decide whether I want to just keep going or take a small break. Because... I'm one of those people who I, I wanna I wanna do stuff now. You know, I wanna finish it now. Like I remember when I started college, I was ready to graduate first weekend. Okay. I mean, I've been in school since October. Where's my master's degree? Like what's going on? <laughs> um, I thought that I didn't have to spend more than a year in school. I was was really going on. And then on top of that, you still want me to pay more money to Joe Byron? Are you all right in the head? Let me tell you guys something. Those student loans are between Joe and God. I ain't got nothing to do with them. A master, a a a master, a promissory what? A uh, a uh, a who? How do you know that stuff wasn't forged? How do you know it was me? Huh? Cause I thought this whole time that my stuff was just paid for. I thought you know, 
that my job. <laughs> Bro, but seriously, I'm not paying I'm not paying Joe nothing. Why would I? Is it, didn't she run a, on a campaign that you was gonna cancel the student debt? So I'm just helping you. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just lending you a hand. <laughs> I'm canceling them for myself. <laughs> Period. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.